Hello, folks, and welcome to episode 10 of Dungeons and Dweebs presenting 3 and 3. This is our 10th journey into Terry Goodkind's Sword of Truth series, and we are almost at the end. There are only 11 books in the main line of the series, and we are at book 10, Phantom. Now, again, I'm least favorite fourth tier Neil, and I'm going through this with good things about the book and bad because this series was very near to me as life went along throughout high school. And I want to say Chainfire was the first one where I had actually been caught up on all the writing and the books came out as I was still reading them. So that was really nice to do of, okay, I'll get this one. Now I'll wait for the next one. Then I'll wait for the next one. And that was something I always got. And it always seemed to be that it was around Christmas when the books would come out. So that's where I ended up getting them. And Phantoms is book two of that Chainfire trilogy that was supposed to end all the mainline of the books and we had from the last book a lot of setup we had Kaylin has now been kind of vanished from everyone's memory because of the sisters of dark but we find out that she still is alive richard was right she exists and they're trying to figure out how they can find best find her and like the last couple episodes i apologize my dog is being very needy right now so she is in the same room with me and she might start stomping around on her little bed so Apologies for any of that noise. All right, so first on our list of good things I have is kind of ties back into one of my one of the least favorite books of the series, and that was Soul of the Fire, which, if you remember, was the first of the books that I had read. And in that book, what happened was that the chimes had been unleashed and they were starting to totally destroy magic. Well, what happens now here in Phantom is that the chimes and the influence they had from that book is still ongoing. Because of what they'd done to magic, everything hasn't been repaired yet, or it might never be repaired. And that's something that was unforeseen by most of the people. And it shows itself in many different ways. One of the ways is that um, the Sisters of Dark, as they try to, and there goes the dog tramping on her bed right now, and... One of the ways that this started to show off is the Sisters of Dark, when they set up the Chainfire spell, it was supposed to remove Kaelin's memory from everyone, except what happened is because of uh, the chimes trying to remove magic, parts of the spell did not come back fully intact. So it turns out that there are people who Chainfire did not affect, and people can actually see Kaelin and know that she exists. And this is a really big issue for the Sisters of Dark because they thought, well, we've got Kaelin, she's invisible to everyone, we can kind of do whatever we want, and it turns out, nope, that kind of failed. So Goodkind kind of had this established, I'm going to say he had established, and planned out that with the Chimes magical influence causing these problems, it's now causing problems down the line. Then, on the other side, the good guy side of things, um, and Nathan and Zed, they're trying to use a verification web to prove that Chainfire is working, and they use Nikki inside of it, and Richard finds out that, well, Nikki's in danger of it because the influence of the chimes and what it had done has now sabotaged that web as well. And that is how Richard ends up proving that, okay, chime influence was real. We need to be careful with everything we do. And that created even more problems. But again, proving that Richard's theory on Chainfire was correct through the use of that verification web. Next, in the downside of things. One issue you've noticed, if you've listened to all these that I have, is that with Richard's ability of being a um, war wizard is that he's always too powerful because 
something happens. Oh, his gift responds by need. Boom, he saves the day. Here, they kind of find a way to get away from that, and that is that one of the characters from book one, Princess Violet, is now Queen Violet, and she has the her own gift, a magical ability, through different types of drawings and that sort of thing back in the city of Tamarang, I believe. And what she ends up doing is finding a way to cut Richard off from his gift. Now, normally that would seem like a good thing to me of, oh, good, we don't have to worry about Richard's all-powerful gift causing problems again and again. But in this case, I saw it as more of a negative because in the last book they established there was a beast that was going to try to come and get him. Every time that Richard uses magic, though, the beast would find him. So now we're going to remove that possible obstacle right now by saying, nah, you don't have any magic, don't worry about it, you'll be fine. I thought this kind of removed one of those threats that was on there because then we would have had Richard with the threat of, okay, I don't know where my magic is going to respond whenever it feels like it, so I have to be careful at all times. Now, without having that, it's, eh, well, one less thing to worry about. Even though my magic is gone, I'll be fine for the moment. Great. Perfect. And that was slightly annoying to me of, okay, cool. Even though he's all powerful, now it's gone. But Good side of things. This is another one that, if you remember back when I said it, I want to say it was in book three, Blood of the Fold. I could be off there. One of the things that had happened was the Sisters of Dark, they swore an oath to Richard that they would not try to harm him, but he would have to not try to affect them. And he said, okay, well, that doesn't make sense. Um, you'd still be doing stuff against me, even if it's not phys personally against just me. Well, no, we've thought it through. And the Sisters of Dark seem so confident that their plan would work. Now, here in the almost end of the series, Jigang ends up revealing to them of, you know, that was a pretty cute idea all of you had, but you really thought by swearing that you wouldn't do anything directly to him would mean that you were on his side and weren't going to cause any problems? And he kind of makes them pay for that stupidity, and it's revealed that Jigang now knows every single plan that the Sisters of Dark have been having, because he's been there the whole time in the back of their heads without them knowing it. And I was so happy that that line just got thrown back in their face because you had Richard making fun of it. You had Kaylin kind of going, that doesn't make sense. You had all the other char main characters on the good side saying, no, this doesn't make sense. And them saying, no, nope, it'll work. And I was kind of doubting it. And then here at the end of, no, when even the big bad of the whole thing says, your plan was stupid. It really made me happy that after all that buildup and that ways of foreshadowing from way back early of how ridiculous the situation was, uh, no, it is true that, yeah, your plan was dumb. I was really happy there. Next, one of the downside things. We're on to our final two downside things here in a row. Uh, the first one is that when Richard is trying to find ways to break the chain fire spell, and dog is moving around, so I will pause for a second. That time it got kind of loud, so I had to pause there for the dog, sorry. But anyway, one of the things that the end part here that we're discovering is that to kind of find the way to break the chain fire um, spell is that Richard needs to find a book called The Book of the War Secret to War Wizard's Power. And, okay, so after all this time, there's a book that explains what a war wizard's power is. But now, when Richard finally finds the book, at this point, the spell that Violet 
had concocted is active and Richard has no gift. So he opens the book and finds there is absolutely nothing written down. And I'm not counting this in the next book, but when we do move on to the next book, we end up finding out that the book actually is blank when Richard finally regains his magic. There is nothing written in this book because the secret is the magic's inside you all along, essentially. And, okay, after all those times of that sort of thing, it's just terrible to me of, okay, all along you had the gift inside of you. It's like that um, scroll of knowledge that you have on the internet, you have from Kung Fu Panda of just look inside you, that mirror, and just way too cliche for me at that point. And it wasn't a good thing to me of this book that has the secret, and it's just yourself. Great. And the final thing of this book is one complaint that people talked about when I did this as a Friday find was that in these books, sometimes Goodkind starts to repeat himself. It gets very forgettable and gets monotonous. This book is very forgettable. There aren't too many things that stand out to me that really happen in here. I mean, yeah, you cut off some loose ends that you had earlier. Richard has tried to stop things again, and nothing really happens. It's just that final, more setup piece, and that was it. Most of the things are forgettable, and as you can tell by the length of this episode, it not really wasn't that engaging of type of stuff that needed to happen. So that was my third downside. Book was just way too forgettable, not enough to advance the plot or that sort of thing. Now, with that said, the final good thing that I had on this book that leads into the finale is the cliffhangers. There are so many cliffhangers that got set up here to advance the plot. Yes, this book itself is forgettable, but what it's set up in the very end creates for a lot of fun moments. Richard is now captured in an Imperial Order camp and is actually being conscripted essentially to play soccer in my mind, their version of soccer essentially. It's called Jalal. And it's the game of life. It's the one where you have the Brock, as it's called, B-R-O-C. You throw the ball, you score points. Your team's basically more built on strength and size instead of speed and skill. But I'll get to that in the next book. And so you've got Richard, who's there. You've got Kaylin, who's now been captured by Jagang as well. She is inside his camp. You have the Imperial Order is slowly marching on Dahara. You have Nikki trying to help as best she can to solve those things. You have... Verno with the army as well. You have Zed, Nathan, and they're all trying to do these magic type things to save the world. But how successful are these things going to be? Then you also have in the background, you have Samuel, of all people, has who stabbed someone. He's running around doing things because the sword is telling him to. You have Nikki who put a box of Orden, which could possibly destroy the world, in play, as they call it, in Richard's name. So there's all these different things that are going on right now and they've set it up that now this final book is going to wrap it up to finish everything off and i will say it now early even though i'll probably say it in the next episode as well i really wish he had ended the series entirely and not tried to do more after the next book i i understand you know money's a big influence and uh influence of what people want and that sort of thing i get it but i wish he had stopped the series and not done any of the side stuff that came next now, will I like some of the side stuff? Yeah, there's some of it I do like, but I wish it had stopped because it does kind of detract from the main story in my line of how certain characters get minimized in their own um, story that has gone on. 
So that was book 10, Phantom. We have one to go in this line of three and three going through it. And I hope that you all do tune in to the final episode of this. Again, if you do have comments or that sort of thing, please give them to us. Let us know your own thoughts on what is going on with your views of Wizards First Rule and the rest of the Sword of Truth series. Sorry, I meant Phantoms, not Wizards First Rule. The Sword of Truth series.